Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So is Bruce Arians going to be announced as the Bucks head coach today? It sure seems like it's headed that way. And what did the Bucks make Arians do in his interview that you've never heard of before? We'll tell you about that in just a second. The Clemson Tigers, meanwhile, they destroy Alabama 44-16 to win the national title. Dabo Sweeney with his second title in three years. Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback, the true freshman, 347 yards, three touchdowns, an incredible performance in beating Alabama and Nick Saban. We've got all of that and more in this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, do you want to be a millionaire? Well, for 30 years, Howard and Sue Million have brought the cool comfort of air conditioning to the entire Tampa Bay area, making thousands of residents millionaires with their quality products and service. Now, Millionaire is currently offering 0% interest for 72 months on qualifying equipment. Give them a call at 727-862-2100 to take advantage of this great offer on brand new quality train air conditioning units or to schedule service or maintenance. Call 727-862-2100 today. Trust the masters of comfort, millionaire. Okay, so Steve, as uh, we do this now, this is late, uh, I guess before late Monday night after the national championship game, and uh, currently at least the Bucks do not have a head coach. They have not announced anything. There's not been any definitive reports that Bruce Arians or anyone else for that matter has uh, been offered and or taken the job. I think there's a pretty good, more than a good assumption that that's the way it's going. Um, I'll say this, that like earlier on Monday afternoon, there was uh, somebody I think from Charlotte that maybe uh, wrote that this deal was over and it was done and all that sort of thing. Um, I checked with the Bucks and I would just say that they said at that time, uh, that, that a lot of this was speculation, that they had not begun entering any kind of contract negotiations for Arians. Now, while that's technically true, these these are not hard deals to do, right? I mean, it's one of those deals. It's kind of like when you go, if you go to a casino, right, and you sit down at a, po- at a poker table or a blackjack table, it tells you how much the, the hand is. So you don't, you don't sit at the table, Bruce Arians, if you know you can't afford them, right? So, I, I mean, I don't, again, I think they could get a, a contract done pretty quickly, so I'm not going to get too hung up on that. What I don't know is, are there more candidates to talk to? For example, maybe one of the guys that you brought up that were in the national championship game. Well, is um, Nick Saban? Have the Glazers called Nick Saban yet? We don't know. And and I will say this: or Dabo. I, can, I can't or Dabo. And I and I will say this: I do know uh, in in my in my reporting uh, in the past in conversations I've had, the Bucks have in fact in the past called Nick Saban on multiple. Uh, coaching fronts, you know, more than one coach. When they, I think when they hired, going back as far as Graciano, um, they've been calling Nick Saban. So he's one of the guys that you would think that every team that has an opening would check with every year, right? Because when he went to the Miami Dolphins, nobody thought he would do that. Um, most people think he'll retire at Alabama and, and, and he has no desire to leave, but you don't know. I mean, maybe games like what the ones that they had, you know, on Monday night might change his opinion. I mean, he's like what, he's old as Bruce Arians, I believe, like 66, 67, somewhere in there. Um, 
So he absolutely, if he wants to take a shot at the NFL, if you're going to hire a coach that's in his mid to late 60s, uh, there's not a better coach in the land. Well, look, he's is, won, uh, what, five national t- or titles in the last 10 seasons? 10 years, yeah. And you can already hear the calls later today. Paul, oh. what is going on <laughs> in Tuscaloosa? Paul, that's right. They gotten soft, Paul. He's won too many. Those guys weren't prepared. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, what if, you know, the one thing that really bothers Nick, because every time he doesn't win one of these, I hear him go on there and talk about, huh, people just think it's just so easy. You just show up, you're going to be in the national championship game, and you're going to win it, you know. And it really isn't easy. You know, guys like him and Belichick, they did this story, Tom Rinaldi with the piano that he carries around, did this story with <laughs> about Belichick and, uh, uh, and, uh, and Nick Saban. And, of course, they go way back, the Cleveland Browns staff and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they really are, you know, in their own universes, the same guy, right? I mean, Belichick just knows how to get to Super Bowls. Now, you know, the difference is he's got Tom Brady, and that's the constant. Whereas if you're Nick Saban, you you know, you're running through players every four years. But the NFL's like that, too, to a large degree, with the exception of the quarterback position. But both those guys, you know, they asked him, they said, like, what, what is it that you – this was a great Tom Rinaldi, only Tom Rinaldi question, right, that he asked, and he goes – what is it that you guys both know about the other guy that no one, or you know, about being in this pressure cooker or whatever that the other guy doesn't know, that people don't know? And they, and they said, well, just how hard it is to win championships and be consistent and consistently do that year after year. It's not easy. It's damn near impossible. No one does it. But those two guys have managed to elevate themselves in their own little universes and set themselves apart from anybody else. Now, Dabo who is like 30 years younger or more, um, think about what he's accomplished already. He's one of, what, only two active coaches with more than one national championship uh, title? Well, there's only three active coaches with titles, correct? With titles, yeah. Jim, Jimbo's the other one. That's right. Now that and Urban's retired. One. That's right. Yeah, Urban's retired, so Urban we would, we would add it to that mix. But, I mean, there's not anybody walking the planet that has a couple that is still coaching except for these two guys. So how many could Dabo potentially win? Good Lord. He could coach another 30 years. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll obliterate any records that Saban has. So you do. You wonder, like, is there a big fish? Is there somebody that the Bucks are waiting on? Why haven't they? I had a coach say to me today that I was talking to, and this is, you know, there's a lot of head coaches, uh, candidates out there. We've, you've seen all the names, right? There's a billion of them. Uh, and they're going for multiple interviews and this sort of thing. But because of that, like the guy, the guy says, look, he goes, uh, uh, why haven't they already just announced, you know, Bruce Arians? And I'm like, well, I, I don't really know. I'm going to answer for that. But, you know, you seem to think this is done. He goes, well, here's the thing. He goes, the other assistant coaches that would normally be available to talk to other people about, you know, joining their staffs because there's eight openings, right? They filled one with Green Bay, um, you know, today with uh, Lafleur." the offensive coordinator from uh, Tennessee. But aside from that, like, you know, if you're an assistant coach, this is musical chairs. You want to link up to a guy that's getting a head coaching job and you want to, you know, you want to be loyal to that guy. And when he gets hired, you want to go. And, and if he's not going to get hired, then you've got to quickly move on to somebody else. So you, you talk to everybody. Well, apparently all of Bruce Arians' former Arizona Cardinals assistants, they're not talking to anybody. <laughs> they know where they're going. It's like, oh, no, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, I – I'm not looking for a job. So there seems to be within the coaching community like this sort of inevitability that 
Bruce Arians is the Bucks head coach. And there's no reason to suggest otherwise. There never has been a reason to think that somebody else was going to get this job. Look, the guys that they interviewed, all, all good coaches, right? But none of them have been head coaches before. Um, they're all young coaches. Some of them don't even call plays. Um, you know, nothing against the other three guys. And, and for all we know, at least to this point, the, the known candidates, there's only been four of them. And, oh, by the way, Arians is the only one to have come to Tampa. So everything tells you that this is Bruce Arians' party, uh, and, and we just don't know when the invitations go out. They could go out today. They could go out tomorrow. They could go out later in the end of the week. Now, maybe part of that is to make sure he can secure the guys he wants on his staff. You know, that, that could be part of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, they, this, as, as a Monday afternoon, they had not begun contract negotiations with Arians. And, again, I think that's something that is a matter of, of hours and language, but not, you know, not anything that would hold anything up. So the one thing about Arians that w- was really interesting, and Jake Glazer of uh, Fox reported this. He was on with Colin Cowherd. Uh, on on the herd, and he said uh, at the very end of his segment that, uh, you know, this looks like it's going to happen. It's a perfect fit, but he goes, uh, I talked to Bruce a couple of days ago, and he goes, you know, and I've never heard of this before. He said, but when Bruce went to interview in Tampa, they had him go to a local hospital there and did a complete physical on the guy, <laughs> like, you know, head to, and he goes, and they made his personal doctor part of the interview process, which he's never heard of. But it makes total sense, right, if you're the Bucks. So when Arians announced his retirement, this is what he said. It was, it was unusual, but he said, something just changed for me this year. It's difficult to pinpoint exactly what it was, hard to put into words, and I just wasn't enjoying the game as much as I had in the past. Um, you know, it wasn't fair to his players, his coaches, and that sort of thing. And then he went on to talk about how, you know, he would like to spend more time with his family, that – his, you know, his son Jake is going to turn 40 and, um, you know, he and his wife had this place in the lake in Georgia and so on and so forth. So, you know, there are things he wanted to do, like teach his grandson how to fish and all that stuff. So it made sense, right? The guy's 66 years old. He walks away from the NFL. And then after spending a year doing TV with CBS, now he's all in to come back. So the reason he left, you know, in addition to maybe wanting to spend some time with his family is he had some real health scares. I mean, when you go back and, and look at his time at Arizona, um, you know, the guy has uh, had bats, battles with cancer. Um, you know, they found he had uh, some kind of renal cancer where they uh, removed part of his kidney uh, while he was there. Um, Arians also, uh, in 2016, well, that's when he had the uh, was renal cell carcinoma, uh, which is a fairly common form of kidney cancer, but nonetheless... He went the whole season and then and then had part of it removed. And he had beaten cancer twice before. He had prostate cancer in 2007. In 2013, um, he had some skin cancer and some cells uh, taken off his nose. So um, he also has diverticulitis, which is a, uh, my mother suffered with this. This is something where you have uh, trouble with your abdomen and inflamed areas in your colon. Um, it can cause you know infection and nausea and vomiting and chills and things like that. So it's, it's very serious. So all these things, plus you can think about the hours and, you know, the eating and drinking, whatever you do as a head coach that you spend doing that stuff, you can see why his wife was concerned about his health and he was probably concerned. And it's like, look, it's time. So the Bucks put him through a complete battery of, of a physical, and I, I assume that everything checked out okay. Um, but 
it was necessary for them to do that. And they and the Bucks know something about coaches that have health problems. Remember Jeff Tetford, who completely submarine Lovey Smith in his first year. Um, Tetford was supposed to be the offensive coordinator in the preseason. He got sick. He had he had a mild uh, heart attack. He had blockage in an artery. He had a stint put in. Fairly simple procedure, but he never came back from it. He never wanted to come back from it. Now he wound up coaching again in, in Canada, and now he's back at Fresno State killing it where he started his career. Um, but they've been down this road before with health problems. So it made sense they made him get all this physical work done. But for whatever reason, we're still waiting uh, as we do this podcast, and maybe by the time you listen to it, Bruce Arians will have been announced and there'll be a press conference we'll be going to. But everybody in the business and even outside the business feels like this is Arians. And look, the guy wrote a book, literally wrote a book called The Quarterback Whisperer. Does it sound like a better job description for what this job really is? They need someone to save Jameis Winston. They need someone to to make his fifth season successful so that they can move forward with his quarterback, get him his extension, and and be comfortable that he's going to be their guy, you know, for the next ten years. And you know Bruce Arians is complete confidence if you read any any bit of his book or you know anything about him, that he's gonna find the right buttons to push with Jameis. And that's that's the job description. I mean you're coming in here. It's win now. You don't really have time for on-the-job training with a guy that's never been a head coach before. Jameis and Bruce have a relationship that we've talked about. When he, you know, when Jameis was in middle school, attended his camps in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, you know, and of course the relationship with Jason Light, who was the vice president of player personnel in Arizona when Bruce was there in 2013. So there's so many boxes that are checked, and you know he's going to be able to to attract a pretty good staff. I mean, you know, that goes without saying, like I said, most of the guys that work with him in Arizona seem to be committed to coming to him, you know, with him here in Tampa, including Todd Bowles, who's no matter what you thought of him as a head coach with the jets, he's a hell of a defensive coordinator in Miami and in, and in Arizona. So I think this thing is, is probably going to be wrapped up pretty soon. And yet, wonder, Steve, maybe they're going to put in a call to Nick Saban. Well, what you and you and I were talking before the podcast, and look, if, if Arians is the guy, why wouldn't you have already signed him? I don't know. But there's a couple things at play. Is either are you looking for a big a big game fish, mm-hmm. or but the other part is is Arians isn't going anywhere else. No, he's not. So you're not in a rush to sign him. This is no. not like he's done interviews with four teams, and so and, and there's not going to be a bidding war on him either as far as negotiations. You probably know the price already. I would think, yeah. You know, there may be some think. details in a contract. Like you said, it shouldn't take them that long to hammer out a contract. If Bruce wants to be here and they want him, it shouldn't take very long. No. So you wonder Hours, if maybe. if either they're, they're, they're making some other calls still, and, and not mm-hmm. from the candidates they've already talked to, but, you know, whether it's Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or, you know, Kirby Smart was reported a few days ago, and or was it, you know, Jim yeah. Harbaugh, Urban Meyer, whoever. Or could it be something else like, are they not 100% convinced? Whether it was from the physical, whether it's maybe it's one of the owners isn't convinced yet, mm-hmm. so they're still doing due diligence. I mean, you know, Like you said, it shouldn't take long once they've decided he's the guy, assuming he wants to be here too. Sure. Well, I think he does. I mean, I, I don't think you come down. You know, I asked somebody, like, is it possible that he could go home and, ha- and face an angry wife? <laughs> you know, who says, well, what the hell? But he could but, walk away from you, an interview going, I don't know if I want to work for the Glazers. Well, he could. I I, mean, I, I haven't don't think that, that happens. Just I don't because think the happens, coaching but... community had, would have caught wind of that by now. But, mm-hmm. you know, is it, you, I think the conversation you would have even with his wife before he went down there is, honey, 
I want to do this. That's why I'm going for the interview. And if I get it, I'm going to take it. So I don't think you get on that plane if she's like dead set against it. Like, no, you're not coaching anymore. But there's a number of reasons why. And I think, you know, the medical could be one. I mean, look, these tests don't always, depending on what test he took, you don't know, you know, exactly when all that information's coming back. Um, maybe they want to make sure it's a clean bill of health. You know, I, I don't know. And, and, and it could be as simple as, you know, he wants to make sure that he locks up all his head coaches or his assistant coaches um, and gets a full commitment so that when they do introduce him, he can say, and, and ladies and gentlemen, you know, my defensive coordinator is so-and-so and my offensive coordinator, will, you know, it might be a grander presentation um, if you're able to, to announce your staff as well. So we don't, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, but it'll come to the light shortly here. And, and like I said, all indications have been since last year. Here's my question. And I suppose that they could have gone down this road, and you got to do your due diligence, right? Because what if, say, for example, they had him take a physical? Well, what if he'd have taken that physical and things weren't good, right? So you better have some other candidates. But, you know, they, they interviewed, you know, guys that, it, it, you know, you don't need a search firm, right, to either find these guys to interview or – to hire Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians was going to be your guy. It's this, this, this feels a little like a dog and pony show to me. You know what I mean? It's like, who are we kidding? You know? And I, I think the coaching community feels that way too. Like, you know, you interviewed all these people, but you really, you really had your guy, you know, from the beginning. And look, it's not like Dirk Cutter, who we can get to in a minute, by the way, some Dirk Cutter news. It's not like Dirk Cutter uh, was coming back. You knew this in October, Right. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing to stop you from talking to the owners about Bruce Arians then, you know. So this should have been a much quicker situation. But they don't know Bruce Arians. They would have had to meet him, which they did on Saturday. Again, he's the only candidate that actually came to Tampa. Uh, and now we know why for the physical and other things. Um, so anyway, in short order, I, I still believe that he's going to be their hire. I don't know why, but no one knows why it hasn't happened yet, and maybe it'll become clear. Maybe it is as simple as, you know what, Nick Saban doesn't want to talk to us until after the national title game, win or lose. Maybe that affects him. I, st- I still wonder, in-, in forgetting about the Bucks for a minute, is there any part of you that makes you think that, like, Nick's ever going to leave Alabama? Or is that has that – that ship sailed, right? I mean, well, you, you can't leave now. You're an institution there. It would be like Bear Bryant leaving But what else point, are you going to accomplish? And I'm not saying well, he, I'm not saying he should be, but, but guys like him are driven. They're driven differently, and and it's they want challenges, and and, and not saying it's not a challenge at Alabama, but you know, as, as maybe he it's says, an it's so hard one. to get to the national championship game every year. But he does. He does. He gets there. Every year. You know, I mean, yeah. a couple years ago, he was flirting with Texas, and yeah, I believe it was clo- it was closer than most people thought that he was going to go there. Oh, I thought that was happening. And I know his agent, Jimmy Sexton, very well because he was Parcells' agent when all that stuff went down with the Bucks. So I know Jimmy. And, I, you know, there's a part of Nick that has the white horse syndrome. He likes to come in mm-hmm. and restore things and, you know, um, be, be seen as that, that savior type guy. And so that's why, I, that's why he left, you know, a lot of reasons he left Miami. But, you know, for a chance to go to a place like Alabama um, and, and make them national champions again, and that would be the case with Texas too had he gone there. Um, but obviously, the sand is getting out of the hourglass here. I mean, the Bucks are looking at a 66-year-old coach uh, that they're likely to hire. But if he so, ever wants to get a Super Bowl ring, it's now. He's got to go now or now. I mean, it, it, you, you don't have much time left to wait if, if that's a motivating you, factor for him. He's won these before, right? Like, Nick Saban has won these before, five of them, and, and he won last year. And when he wins, he says, 
I get about two days to enjoy it. Two days. Two days, folks, to enjoy what has been a year-long pursuit of a national title. 15 games you played, right? They're 14-1. and Clemson was 15-0. and And you get two days before you have to hit the recruiting trail? Now, you get more than two days after a Super Bowl, I can tell you that. So he's got to decide, like, now just what he's doing tomorrow, the next day, the day after, and, and it's all all hands on deck. Now, he's got a great team coming back, including a great quarterback, you know, who is going to be a – well, he might not be the number one overall pick for very long um, based on the way that Trevor Lawrence played, but actually he comes out before well, Trevor, Trevor Yeah, he's, Trevor Lawrence is another year after that. He's, he's still got 2021 yeah, before year, Lawrence Next year you've out. got two on Jake Fromm from Georgia. Right, but Tua, Tua is definitely going to be like very, very either one or two for sure, probably number one overall. But he's coming back next year at Alabama. That's a really good place to start. It's not like Alabama it won't be right back in this game next year. And now the expectation of that, how that eats him up, what the reaction to losing to Clemson tonight and not just losing, but losing 44 to 16 does to him, I don't know because he's complained about Alabama fan before. You know, you guys don't show up when we play teams. Uh, you know, crowd leaves early. Um, nobody understands how easy this is. They take it for, or how hard this is. They take it for granted. I'm not trying to create a conspiracy theory, but I do know that anybody who's looking for a head coach would be wise to at least ask somebody close to Nick Saban if he would do it. And maybe the national title game is one of the reasons why they weren't going to hire anybody until Tuesday, because maybe these guys said, look, you know, ask me after the title game. I'm focused on that. Um, you know, and, and the outcome may or may not affect what I, what I would do. Um, again, I, 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 Look, if you if you made me bet my house, I'm betting on on Bruce Arians. I think this has been done for weeks. Um, I can't explain to you why he's not already been announced. But they just had their last interview on Sunday, right, uh, with Chris Richard in Dallas. So you come back Monday, you meet as an ownership group, perhaps uh, maybe Tuesday, you, you, you Monday night you make the offer, or Tuesday you make the announcement, something like that. But it's not going to go much longer because. You've got to get these. You've got to get these assistant coaches. There is an advantage to naming a head coach right now with seven other staffs. Yeah. Well, now that the that Packers have, have hired one, the dominoes start falling. It starts to fall quickly, and yeah, and so you know, before before one or two other jobs go by, and you can't get the best offensive line coach, or you can't get the best, you know, uh, whatever quarterbacks coach, then you know you want to make sure that you jump on that. And like I said, if these other coaches feel feel pretty confident that uh, that he's going to be the guy. They're going to stick with him. And I think they have so far. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we'll know maybe by the time you hear this podcast who the next Bucks head coach is, and, and I would bet a dollar to a donut that it's going to be uh, Bruce Arians. Other coaching news, by the way, Dirk Cutter, who I was convinced because I had a conversation with Dirk <sighs> the Thursday before the final game. And I was convinced he might walk away. Um, you know, Dirk's coached for 35 years. 
and he's got enough money to retire. He turns 60 next month in February. And I really thought, you know, after climbing the mountain and making it, you know, as one of 32 head coaches that he might might think, you know what, do I really want to go someplace else and call plays, you know, for somebody like, you know, that's that's it's not only a step down, but like he's he's already done that, right? That's he he's been successful at it. He's been there, done that. His kids are getting older. He's got one son playing at Portland State, other uh, daughters that coach, et cetera. So you just wonder, like, what you know? Maybe this is it for him. Well, turns out he's been offered the job as the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. The job he had, by the way, before Levy Smith plucked him away, um, and they made a coaching change there with Mike Smith getting fired, and then all of a sudden Dirk Cutter was available. Dirk Cutter put fifty six on the Bucks one night against Lovey Smith. And that's that's how he became off, uh, offensive coordinator uh you know 2 years into Lovey's regime. So, if he goes back to Atlanta, folks, guess what? You get to see Julio Jones running crazy in that, you know, down the field offense that uh Matt Ryan actually thrived in when Dirk was there. And he'll get he'll get the Bucks twice a year. So Steve, maybe that's why he threw away his gear. I was just gonna say, despite saying he'd be a Bucks <laughs> fan for life, now we know why he got rid of all his gear. That's right. I'll be a Bucks fan for life until next fall, <laughs> which until September, and then I'm not a Bucks fan anymore. Yeah. So you know, careful who you uh, who you careful what you throw away and who you throw away. I guess the 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 uh, phrase may be for the Bucks next year. And another former Bucks coaching news: Greg Schiano out as defensive coordinator at Ohio State. How about that? Now, don't you? Now he said it's to pursue opportunities in the NFL, which I think absolutely, maybe not as a head coach, but maybe because um, who thought he would show up here, right? But mm-hmm. uh, isn't there part of you that thinks because he was not named the Ohio State head coach with probably a better resume than the guy they hired, that that causes a little friction for him? Maybe, or maybe Ryan Day just didn't want Shiano as his defensive coordinator. That could be. I mean, it's a new coach Although there. Did so a good, he, he did I mean, a good job. I well, mean, it's not saying, um, you know, they hired uh, personalities. They or? F- hired the former Michigan defense coordinator who was the defensive line coach at Michigan, Greg Madison, who's got NFL ties. He was with the Ravens for many years, coaching Ray Lewis in that defense. So that's right. who they brought in as their co defensive coordinator, actually. Yeah. Interesting. You just don't know the behind the scene, you know, politics. Like maybe. He, he thought instead of Ryan Day, he thought that like I should mm-hmm. be the coach, and if I'm not going to be, I'm not going to take. Well, he may have thought that in August when he wasn't named interim coach. When he wasn't, that's right, that's right. I mean, you know, he may have but been upset what? all season from that. I mean, who knows? Urban Meyer did the right thing. <laughs> he did the right thing, man. I don't know if Graciano would have taken that Ohio State team and and done what they want him to do with it. I don't know. I know I, I know Ryan Day's a really good offensive coach, mm-hmm. but. I mean, Sean is going to end up somewhere. He look, he, he and Bill Belichick are really good friends. You know, they uh, they know each other very well. So he might end up as the defensive coordinator with, uh, you know, with the Patriots if if their guy gets a head coaching job because their defensive coordinator, de facto defensive coordinator, is not really called that, but um, their guy is interviewing for a head coaching job. So when I heard he was thinking about the NFL, I thought of Belichick because he's he used to sit at the mm-hmm. combine and he's got players with him, and this is when you know he had been fired from the, the you know the head coach of the Bucks. Remember he did TV for a year with ESPN? Yep. Uh Shiano did. Or it could be even um, somebody from Belichick's tree. Or someone from Belichick's tree. You know, like tree, if right? Josh McDaniels Josh, were to Josh take a job, gets a know. job. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got opportunities. With eight, again, with seven now, seven staffs, including Green Bay, would make eight. But with eight coaching staffs available, there's no shortage of jobs for a guy like Greg mm-hmm. Shiano. Well, and, and some um, of these, too, you're going to have some – you know, positional coaches become coordinators on a new staff, and that opens up jobs at other teams too. So, 
Absolutely. The carousel starts. Absolutely. So it's going to be interesting to follow. Uh, one other thing, Todd Munkin um, is uh, a guy who interviewed for the Green Bay job. He didn't get it, obviously. Um, also interviewed with the Cincinnati Bengals. They have not named a head coach. And on Monday, he was flying up to uh, talk to the New York Jets, uh, which you'll talk to today. Uh, the Jets have brought in some, you know, just a, it seems like 100 guys they, by now. They brought in every coach that's available, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And and from what I understand, the Packers were very impressed with Monk. Munkin. Here's the thing about Munkin, if you if you haven't, and I know people might have seen his interviews. You know, we talk to the offensive coordinator once a week, and sometimes those are on radio or whatnot. Um, Munkin was, you know, you got to remember now, this guy was a head coach. He coached at Southern Miss. He took over a program that was 0-11. They didn't win right, right away. But by the third year, um, I think they went 9-5 and five and won a bowl game. And that's not an easy thing to do in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, to turn around a program like that. But um, was a guy that, you know, coached in Jacksonville with uh, Dirk Cutter. That's how he, he decided to make the leap back from college to the NFL. And he started out as the receivers coach and the offensive coordinator. But really, Dirk was calling plays and, um, you know, he helped some of the game planning and, and passing game stuff. But uh, it was still Dirk's offense. And then finally last year, uh, Dirk handed over the play calling duties to him and he ripped it. I mean, he set a franchise record for you know, uh, I think points, yards, passing yards, touch, passing touchdowns, all this stuff. Uh, so he did a really, really good job. But more than that, if you know Munkin at all, he's just a great communicator. Like, he can handle all kinds of personalities, you know, from Deshaun Jackson to Mike Evans and uh, get the best out of most of those players. Um, and he has an energy about him. You know, he really is, is a guy that's a live wire. Um, and uh, in just chatting, <laughs> chatting with him, he was like, man, they're either going to think I'm nuts or really excited uh, because, you know, he, you know, when you interview for these, you know, you, you do these interviews and you got to be yourself. And he's very passionate about football. And when he talks about it, it comes out. So, you know, I don't know what the New York Jets are going to do. Ultimately, they've they've interviewed damn near everybody that's ever coached football a day in their life. Um, but it, it would not shock me if, if Munkin surprises somebody because I didn't think like a guy like LaFleur was going to get the Green Bay job. You know, he's had a bunch of jobs all all over the, for about a year or two everywhere he's been. Um, but if if he can get if he can get one for a storied franchise like Green Bay, I think Todd Munkin's going to be a head coach one day. I really do. Same way Dirk Cutter became one. He's a lot younger than Dirk, um, but I, I actually think he's going to be a guy that uh, would do a good job with Sam Darnold or what whoever they put him in charge of. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, but he won't be back in Tampa. I know that. And if he doesn't get a head coaching job, I think they'll be coordinator opportunities for him anyway all right so we stayed up late for this debacle this uh what is it? is this the fourth it's not the trilogy it's the fourth one well, it's the fourth call that. it's the fourth year in a row they've played last year they played in the semifinal. the previous ones okay. were in the in the uh the, the championship game last year it was in the semifinal. I remember alabama beat clemson and went on to beat That's georgia right. in the in the national championship but it's the third national championship they played each other right correct here's okay. the amazing and thing now, so the last four years I believe it's four years. Both teams are fifty-five and four with two national titles. Yeah, that's 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 stupid good. I mean, that's incredible. Nobody can nobody can match that. That's how even they are. And although this game shocked me, I, I'll be honest. If you'd asked me, and again, I you know I I watch college football on the weekends. I thought Alabama had this. I thought Alabama was a better team. Um, I'm looking at you know Trevor Lawrence, who is a true. Freshman. What'd you say is the first true freshman since who in Oklahoma? Holloway at Oklahoma in nineteen eighty five. Nineteen eighty five. I think the they're the only two freshmen. two true freshmen to win in a, in a national title game. 
That's incredible. I mean, it really is. I mean, this guy is not going to be eligible for the draft till 2021. Yeah. By the way, so. I saw, as we were taping, I saw ESPN was showing highlights, and Holloway that game went three for six for 91 yards in a TD. <laughs> yeah, right. It was run, 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 option. Run. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, that was – was Barry Switzer there then? Yes, I mean, I yes, didn't it, even was. Know. yes was it, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was a triple <laughs> option, but, yeah, not quite the same number of statistics. Yeah. Um, I would have told you, you know, that Tua Tagalova, I mean, that, that guy is a surefire number one overall pick next year when he, after next year when he comes yeah. out. He's got one more year at Alabama. I'm not sure that Lawrence isn't better. But I knew I know this, though. Well, we He's also know Tua receivers. wasn't 100% tonight. Now, you know, no, was he, he 80, 90? I, you know, I don't know. But he wasn't 100%. But Clemson's game plan, their – Oh. Execution was a lot better than Alabama. Flawless. Uh, you you Flawless. don't see Alabama make the mistakes they made consistently in this mm. game. You just don't see that from a Nick. No, nah, I mean team. the game. The game started with a pick six. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know he's got a combination route out there, and he he thinks it's open and um, makes the right read, but the guy f- comes off his receiver and steps in front and makes the interception, pick six. Um, so, you know, Tua was intercepted twice. That essentially led to 14 points. They were bad reads. Almost lost a fumble them. one time. There were, and he got hit a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I thought Clemson really, uh, when you hit the quarterback that much, you affect his throws, mm-hmm. you affect them overall. And he looked he looked rattled. And you're right, I don't think he's completely healthy. Um, but, I, I'm, you know, I almost have, I have thought that maybe we were going to see Jalen Hurts in this game before it was over. To be honest with you. Well, considering on the goal line, you know, granted you're down big, but you rolled out Tua to run the ball on fourth down, on, you know, near the goal line when he's got a hurt yeah, ankle. Why? Why guy. isn't Hurts in there? Or you're doing the Wildcat, which they did several do, times. Put tonight. them both I mean, in the game. Yeah. yeah, you could run a jet sweep, or you could do you could put them both in the game. Run Philly, Philly, whatever. Um, they didn't do that, but yeah, that call was curious to me. Trying to trying to run him outside. With bad wheels, um, you couldn't pound your running back in there three times. What made you think you could run wide with your quarterback? So not the greatest of calls down there on the goal line. But, uh, man, I, I did not see 44-16. Well, hey, I, really I saw didn't. Chris Clemson's Vanini. defense was yeah. really good. Chris Vanini, who's a national college football reporter, tweeted that the last coach to beat Alabama by more than 16 points was Nick Saban at LSU. Ha. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is is Saban and, and, and Dabo. I mean, it's like they hold they hold every record just about. You know, I'm still amazed that Dab- Dabo Sweeney, for whatever reason, I keep thinking because he played at Alabama that mom was going to call him home. <laughs> would he? Why after would you what go he's home? built at Clemson? Why, why would well, you ever leave to go succeed a Nick Saban? How are you going to top that legacy of five championships in ten years? How? Well, you've got two of your own, so well, you I, can I realize win three that. More. But I mean, you're going to go there and and. All your, it's going to be, you know, after you win your first one. Well, you got to win four more. I yeah, mean, the countdown wh- is there. Why would you ever go follow Nick Saban if you're Dabo Sweeney with what you have at Clemson? Absolutely not. Well, and that's the thing. Like you built, you kind of when you took over Clemson, they just weren't that good, right? You were an interim coach. They didn't even think Dabo. Well, yeah, was no, I mean he kind of got it by default as an interim coach when they fired Tommy Bowden. That's right. And he was coaching, I think, wide receivers. Hmm. And they just kind of said, okay, you're the interim coach. And wow. Right. <laughs> Amazing, to be honest. He's like, okay. I mean, he thought he, thought he, he, thought, he, thought he, I mean, I saw a special, you know, he called his wife thinking he's got to be looking for a job. Yeah. Because he yeah. thought he was going to be fired. fired. And they said, no, you're going to, we're keeping you as interim coach. 
And it's amazing how that, that, you know, that's how that's built the only coach active with two, you know, more than two national titles outside of Saban. Yeah. No, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's rare. It's rare. He's got, a, he's got a program, as they say. Yeah, and a great decision to, you know, replace Kelly Bryant with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that one looks pretty smart now. I was kind of on the fence about that because I didn't know much about Trevor Lawrence except that, he, you know, he, he, he's a lot like the Sunshine character. And remember the Titans, you know, guy from California with the long hair comes in uh, for the starter and leads him to a state title, in this case a national title. But, yeah, Lawrence, it turns out, a uh, really good decision. Kelly Bryant was not the, was not the thrower uh, or, or had the kind of NFL talent that Lawrence did. And when he opened up the field with those receivers – Man, they got some receiver. Who was the freshman again? The true freshman Ross, that they were playing? Ross. Oh my goodness. Did you see that catch on the sideline I mean, that guys he are made? Big. Thrown behind oh, him. But. They're it's insane. They're big, they're athletic, they catch everything. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm an NFL, like there are certain like there are certain things I would do if I was an NFL GM. It'd be like, whenever I need a receiver, I'm gonna go to Clemson because that's receiver you. And when I need a uh, offensive lineman, I'm getting one from Wisconsin. I'm sorry. That's where he's coming from, you know. And I would just there are like certain schools where I'd pick certain positions and say, "Yeah, that's what I'm doing." And uh, absolutely, I mean, Clemson. Uh, they had some good defensive linemen too, by the way. I mean, I, I'm yes, not they kidding. Do. They, they oh. can get after it. And, and let's not forget, they didn't have Dexter Lawrence tonight. Their best. Defender. I know. How about their best, their best defender player. didn't play? Yeah. How much more? I mean, they gave up 16. The way the game started, it looked like it was going to be a shootout. I mean, it was it was really entertaining. It was back and forth, back and forth. Um, but you know, pretty soon Clemson's defense stepped up, and Alabama well, could Alabama's not, defense was could gassed. not handle. They were Lawrence. gassed. I mean, Clemson. They were. They were tired. You know, Alabama kept. You know, everyone was criticizing. They kept trying to establish the run game even late. They're just trying to keep yeah. their defense off the field. I think. Well, Alabama doesn't. They don't really use a rotation. Nick puts them out there and kind of lets them die. And so, if you have long drives like Clemson had a few long drives, it takes it takes all the legs out of them. You can't play that many snaps when you're 330 pounds. You know, it's just really tough. I mean, that's why the NFL has rotations. Um, so, yeah, it's – they did wear them down. I mean, there's no question about that. They absolutely wore them down, and they, they did a nice job with it. From the first series on, I mean, the pick six set the tone. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think from then on, it was the defense that just dominated Tua, who, who did not have a good game, and I, I think he'll learn from this and – uh Hopefully bounce back because I really like him as a quarterback. I think he's going to be terrific. Let's not forget he's a sophomore who only played about a half last season, half of a That's game right. in the championship. I mean, maybe he had some That's mop right. up duty too, but you know, let's not forget this was his first full season starting. And That's they, right. To be honest, they hadn't been challenged in any game until this game. No, well, Georgia, Georgia, well, Georgia, yeah, Georgia in the yeah in the title in and the Tua SEC had to come out because he got hurt in uh, yeah. that's the one Jalen Hurts yeah. went in and became a hero. But so Tua's going to um, learn from this. I mean, you know. He's going to be fine. He's a heck of a quarterback. Yeah, no, and he'll be a better. He'll be probably one of those guys that's like an even better pro than he is in college because it'll be everything from the pocket, and um, he's very accurate when he throws the ball. He wasn't so much tonight, but usually, usually he is. So interesting game. I had people say, you know, oh Alabama Clemson, I can't watch this again. My whole thing is this: is like especially the way the game started. I know it turned out to a blowout, which which has not been the case in the other times they played. Of course, we all remember in Tampa. You know, a one-yard pass in the final play mm-hmm. um, for a touchdown, which was dramatic. So, you know, there's that. But I want to see the two best teams in college football. I don't have a problem with it. Like, maybe it's because I don't have an allegiance to 
Georgia or Notre Dame or Oklahoma or, you know, one of these other schools, God knows Arkansas State's not going to show up in here one day. But I still, you know, I, I'm okay. I want to see the best teams play in this day. Look, I wish you know those I mean? other teams were as good as these two. Sure. So that we could terrific. have some variety. But these were the best two teams, and that's who I want to see play in a championship game. Yeah. I, I mean, want to see like, the best two teams in the Super Bowl. I want to see the best two teams right, in the college right. basketball championship. Unless you're a fan, and I get it. If sure. you're a fan and your team isn't there, you're disappointed. I, I completely get that. But whose team didn't make it to the Final Four that deserved to go? UCF? I mean, what are we talking about? I thought they got the four best teams, and then two of them got beat. You, you have cases for Ohio State and Georgia. For, right. In a lot of, in, yeah, cases, but not strong cases where it was but they not absolutely strong got enough. screwed. They, nobody got screwed. Right. No. You, you could make a case. No. Yeah, you can make a case. You can make a case for anybody. Here's the thing. Like, I don't root against McDonald's. You know what I mean? Or or, or Wendy's because they're number two. Does that make sense? Like, I, I'm okay with, like, whatever's the best. And some people go, well, McDonald's is terrible. No, it's not. It's they, they, they do hamburgers better than anybody else. That's why they sell so many of them. Maybe it's price points, whatever. But you have, you know, like, Coke is cool with me, you know? If you're Pepsi, that's all right. If you like Pepsi, that's fine. I'm not going down and saying, hey, how about some RC Cola? You know what I mean? Like, give me the best. I, want, I just want the best. Just show me the best. I'm good with that. That's all I ask for. I'm going to sit down for three hours, or in the case of college football, four and a half, and watch the championship game. I want to see the two best teams. I don't care if it's the same teams every year. Because you know what? They're different players. Trevor Lawrence was not in this game last year or the year before. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. got a whole new set of players. Mm-hmm. The, the the coaches are the same, and the damn jerseys are the same. And, yeah, there are some, uh, you know, Dabo had four-year seniors that won two national titles. But I don't care who they are. Why do people get so upset about this? Because their team's not in it, I guess. Or they want variety, which we all want. We all want the next best thing. You know, we're always looking for what's the next thing. You know what I mean? You know, but the, but, real, the real thing is people say they want variety, and they actually don't. They don't have it in their lives. They're no. only like you're not going out and trying. Hey, let me try something different for a change. Well, maybe, but you're pretty much a creature of habit, and you want the best of what you can find. Mm-hmm. You know, best airline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need more airlines. Okay, try Spirit. <laughs> you know, like okay, what do you get with this one? It's not quite the others, but go ahead. You know, Allegiant, sure, have at it. Prices are really low. Um, and nothing against those airlines. I'm just saying, like, I'm okay with the best. I don't understand. To me, it's just a bunch of people that are complaining because they think teams in the South get way more run that aren't as good as people say they are. Like, they didn't invent football, <laughs> which is true. Um, you root for Michigan. The Big Ten's won their share. Ohio State's won their share, right? Urban's mm-hmm. the other guy with a couple of national titles in his career. So, well, there's lots of coaches those, national titles, just not active because he's retired. Just not active, right? But I mean, look, it's not Michigan could win one. You know, they're gonna have a good team. They they got a chance. Those other teams have a chance, and when they when they're good enough, they'll they'll push through and do it. So I don't know. I, we could see these two next year, though. If these two coaches it, are back, it should be these two next year. If these two coaches are back, tell me how Tua and and this guy aren't gonna play again. I mean, Trevor you know, Georgia may, Georgia will make a run again. Georgia could – Oklahoma, if if uh, they're talking now, like maybe that guy will come back yeah. and maybe not be committed to baseball. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State Heisman will Trophy. be in that mix. Ohio State, we'll see, we'll see how Ryan Day does the full season in that. But 
Sure. You know, Michigan's one of those LSUs in that mix. Yeah. So uh, a busy uh, week that we got in store, of course, we'll have the latest on the coaching search, and that is a fluid situation. So go to TampaBay.com on that uh, as soon as you wake up and listen to the podcast, whatever. We'll try to update you on all of that. The Lightning are home against uh, the Blue Jackets and against Columbus, and so that's at Emily Arena. Looking to avoid that two-game losing streak? Well, we don't want a losing streak because, you know, they God knows they had a point every game for, like, what, a month and a half, it seemed like? No, 16 straight they had pointed in, so 15-0-1. So that that one's down, so they got to start a new streak. So you got – and then we're going to have Matt Baker, our college football writer. He'll be uh, with us tomorrow, and um, we're going to talk about – recap this national championship game. I guess you said he tweeted that he thought Clemson could win, but didn't see this, right? Yeah, never saw – you know, 44-16. I don't think many people did. I was frankly shocked that Clemson won. I know they're in the game, but I, I just thought Alabama was better. But what, I was just I shocked know? at the mistakes that Alabama was making. That just uncharacteristic, especially in the number they were making. Bad reads, bad tackles, you know, uh, bad throws. Just just very uncharacteristic Alabama game. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little sloppy. I mean, obviously it started with the interceptions and kind of carried over to defense a little bit so hey folks you got uh, lots of choices in air conditioning so please go visit our people at millionaire um look for 30 years howard and sue million have been doing this bringing just great air conditioning products to the tampa bay area you can call them at 727-862-2100 to get uh, the best prices on uh, brand new quality train air conditioning units and all the service and repairs so that's 727-862-2100 a day all right, we might have a Bucks coach by the time we talk to you tomorrow. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.